0: Hey ladies, welcome to the Living Intentionally podcast. Today, as part of the Living Intentionally series, we're discussing loving our children even when it's difficult. Today, we'll be chatting with Marlene Spence, who's a child behavior specialist and parent coach. Marlene is also the proud mom of three children herself and has been in the child behavior field for over 20 years. Take a listen for how you can love your child even when it's challenging. Here's my interview with Marlene. Today, we're welcoming Marlene Spence to the show. Marlene is a child behavior specialist and parent coach.
1: Marlene, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Renee.
0: Welcome. So our first question for our guest today is, you know, could you tell us a bit about what it is that you do? Like the title sounds great, but what is it that you do and You know, what prompted you to get involved in this field?
1: Yes. Okay, so I am the one that parents and educators would go to when they are feeling overwhelmed, when they are tired, when they are at their wit's end with their child's behavior, or just not sure, you know, they feel that their parenting strategies may not be the best and want a few more strategies that are positive, put under their parenting tool belt. Uh, in order to, you know, feel more confident with dealing with, you know, the challenges that come up with parenting. So I'm the one that that parent would go to, and we would together, collaboratively come up with some positive and proven and practical, I'm all about practical strategies to support your family.
0: Perfect. Now, I did hear you say educators as well. So i just in case there are other educators in the room would you be able to elaborate a little bit more about that
1: yes absolutely so uh educators again often have you know the i don't know what i'm doing with the student in my class uh Mm -hmm. situation and so i also have had the privilege of working with the second largest school board in canada actually for the last 17 years where i do that i go in and we I will coach and model strategies, and again, we'll come up with solutions on how to ensure that you know those students who are struggling or having some challenges um, have a successful time at school. So for educators as well, they can also come to me when um, they're having a problematic situation in their classroom, and we can brainstorm together.
0: Oh, thank you so much. That is great. So basically, Marlene is an exceptional resource for anything called children. That She is your go-to person. Anything that's children-related, Marlene is your girl. Being that today's theme is loving intentionally, like you said, you're very practical, and so am I. So it's all about what we're going to be able to take from this episode. So what I wanted to start with is... (laughs) you know, we want to talk about loving our children, even when it's difficult. We just so happen to be recording this on Valentine's day. And we know that children always want to be a part of this. So as we're talking about love, we love our spouses, our partners, but we also love our children, but that doesn't mean that it's always easy. So, you know, one of the first things that I learned that I was the number one person to teach this little person, everything that they know. So the nurturing part, you know, the disciplining part, caring for them that part was easy well not to say that it was easy it's still work but that i was prepared for that i knew that i'm the oldest of five children and so well five children in my household so i knew what that was all about changing diapers but having to teach them everything they know that was a whole different story that i that i definitely wasn't prepared for so My question for you, Marlene, is, is there an instance or a few instances that you can remember kind of having that same type of moment? Like, I didn't realize this as a parent. And what did that look like for
1: you? Yes, absolutely. So again, so my background is in uh, child psychology, um, again, behavior analysis, right? Like this is, I've been in this field for over 20 years now. So before I had kids. So this was always something that I, absolutely love to do. And then when I became a parent, it was like, okay, (laughs) so (laughs) this is not as textbook as I thought, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the struggle for me is like, okay, I think I know how I'm supposed to teach you this, but how do you teach when you're tired? Right? Right. How do you teach when you're extremely exhausted, when you've had no sleep, when you you feel pulled from here to there? And now I'm supposed to teach you and it's like, what? I can't even like function right now. So I have had many, many, many moments where I'm like, wow, this parenting thing is extremely difficult. And again, that was my desire even to start my own business and help families because we cannot do this alone. Right. I realized very quickly. Yes. Uh, We can't do this alone. And so reaching out and getting help uh, is just so important.
0: Mm. You know, funny you should say that because at this time, who I'm called to serve are the moms that feel, like you said, overwhelmed. They feel disconnected. The many, many responsibilities they have. So, you know, balancing children, career, business, your home, your relationships, family, everything for the mom that would be feeling like that right now is there a, maybe something that you could share with them of how you moved through that space
1: yes one
0: one tidbit that they could take away today
1: so the first thing i think is just acknowledging that you know parenting is difficult and this you know again we see on we see on instagram we see on social media you know all these like cute pictures of like mm-hmm. you know they just had their baby and they're like, you know, all these like glam pictures. Um, that is not real. Right. <laughs> at all. So it's acknowledging, again, it's acknowledging that it's hard, right? If you're around a group of friends who are telling you it's not hard, then you need to find another group of friends Thank <laughs> that you. are real. Thank you. Find the real friends. Find the real, <laughs> the real friends. real <laughs> Yes. Yeah. um, uh, and again, it's not to say that parenting is awful, right? But it is challenging. It is difficult. It is not easy. It's not just about you know, dressing up your child in cute little outfits that, you know, match yours, <laughs> whatever, right? Yeah. As we said before, it's about re- really like teaching this child the foundations of skills that they need to know in order to be successful. So for that overwhelmed parent, I would have to say, The most important thing is first just acknowledging you're overwhelmed and acknowledging that it's okay. It's so easy to lose our identity. Uh, you know, when we were offline, we were just kind of talking about like, who are we? We like, and I remember too being like, as I said, I had my second one. I remember not feeling well. I remember breastfeeding my son. I remember like literally, I think I had the stomach flu or whatever. And I remember literally, and I'll never forget this. I remember my daughter tagging on me. She wanted to play me saying, just wait, I'm breastfeeding, me not feeling good and feeling like I'm going to throw up, running to the bathroom, throwing up. Then my son is like, what? Like you were feeding me, like what is going on? So he's yes. screaming at the top of his lungs. I'm literally like washing out my mouth to go back to breastfeed, to go back to like my daughter. I mean, my husband was at work. Yes. Um, and just in that moment, just bawling and just thinking like, what?
0: (laughs) Honestly, these these are the real mama moments. Yeah. Right. We, that is so critical for us to share as one that I've, you know, kind of transitioned. Our children are a bit older now. Mine are still a bit younger than yours, but nonetheless, they're older than that stage. That stage is so critical. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting down it was the first time Tony and I were able to go out. It was for our anniversary and we were sitting there for dinner. And I was just like, I don't even feel like I'm relevant to the world anymore. So I've always had the passion to serve women and always had the passion to serve teen girls. And I was like, I have nothing to give. Like I have nothing to say. I'm like, what can I even say to a, a teenage girl? with these babies hanging off of me, like I, I can't even hold conversation with them anymore. You know, yeah. and you just really feel disconnected. You feel so disconnected and it is challenging, but it's it's so good to know, and this is where we have to share, that mm-hmm. it you don't stay there. You don't. And, and that's part of how God gave me Ladies Living Intentionally. The whole mission for Ladies Living Intentionally is today is not your forever. So where you are today, you're not going to be there forever. And that reminder really kept me going through those Mm -hmm. moments that just seemed so overwhelming. Like, yeah, you know, Renee's ministry is done.
1: Yes, exactly. And so, and that's why it's so important again, to even just acknowledge that you're in that state, be okay with the being in that state and then being able to ask for help. Right. And so again, this is why there's services like yourself, Renee, this is why the services like mine, being able to know, like, what do I need right now? Right. Mm-hmm. What's going to help you um, to feel, you know, or to uh, acknowledge like who you are? How do you gain that back? What are those things? But you've really got to take a moment to, to ask what you need. And again, surround yourself with people where you can ask. Right. If we're who can you ask that's in your family unit that can help you maybe cook a meal or whatever. Right. But you've got to know what you need in order to be able to ask. for Yes. It. Absolutely.
0: Now, I know one of your specialties, too, is all about routines. So could you tell us more about routines and this, even though it may seem not, it may not seem like we're touching into love or we're, we're going to go there. Mm-hmm. So. Looking at routines, kind of how, wh- where does that play in? Like, where, where did that come from, this whole idea? of routines and why they're important?
1: Yes, so whether we like it or not, or whether we acknowledge that we like it or not, we all would, we all enjoy routines or schedules because they bring consistency and they bring a sort of calm, okay? So again, why do we feel when we have kids and we just like the whole thing that we just talked about, it's because, wow, this has rocked and shifted my world. My regular routine of things, right? When I realized that this is where you actually, <laughs> I remember going to the gas station, right? This is where you had to actually go into the gas station to pay the gas. But I remember with my daughter being like, oh, I can't leave her in the car. Oh, but I need to pay my, for my gas. Like, oh, what?
0: Like. <laughs> I know exactly. Exactly. I remember after having my second one, and I remember thinking, I'm like, oh, they're both in the cart. I'm like, <laughs> How do I get them in the car? So I'm supposed to leave one baby by themselves in the cart, you know, while I put the other one inside the car. Like, how do I do this? How, how do I prepare you for this? <laughs> right. I'm going to be unattended, you know, while I get the other one in the car. But again, you know, everything just requires so much more thought. It does. It does. Yeah, that's something that I learned as well. So yes, continue on with your schedules, please. Don't let me. No,
1: No, so the thing, our routines switch, right? And so that is what really brings us a lot of anxiety. That's where we feel overwhelmed uh, because we're no longer in, you know, we don't feel like we're in, in control. Mm-hmm. and creating schedule- schedules, um, you know, for our family and for our routine really help us feel like we're in control. But they also let our kids know what's expected. And when, you know, are they going to be doing things? When are you going to have to go to the store? It's important that our kids know so that when they let's say they're playing their video games, and then all of a sudden, we're like, all right, pack up, put your stuff on, we're gonna be going to see grandma. And they're like, what? Like they didn't yeah. even know they had no idea that's what that was the plan for the day, right. right? Us in our head, we knew from like a week ago right. that on Saturday we were going to be going to Grandma's house, right? right? But then we just we just bring these things on our kids, and that's where it brings a lot of um, tantrums, a lot of talking back because we've totally caught them off guard.
0: Yeah. So when you're
1: setting your schedule and you're setting your routines, and again. You don't need to, people think routines have to be rigid, right? Mm -hmm. Like, again, like you have to have like every half an hour of your day, like blocked out with something that is absolutely not. If that works for you and your family, then great. Some kids may need that. But having a schedule is again, just a regular, you know, what are we going to do for this morning? What are we going to do in the afternoon? What are we going to be doing in the evening? Letting our kids know again. Um, and I say we all have schedules because we all we all have breakfasts, you know, in the morning. Somewhat we sure. all have lunch. Yep. Yep. That is part of our schedule. Um, now, how lenient and you got to be flexible with your schedule, of course. But it always uh, will bring some kind of calm and will, as I said, predictability and consistency, and that really helps with all of us when we know, okay, in an hour from now. Um, you know, we're going to be going for a walk or we're going to have dinner or in an hour from now, you know, that's where you're going to be doing your math homework instead of just like, OK, get off there right now and go <laughs> get, your, get right. your math done. Right. Um, they can anticipate it. They can see it. They know it, uh, especially when they can be involved in somewhat of the planning as well. Um, and you can do that together. That really helps as well. But it really helps uh, with creating, as I said. Just more calm and more structure within the home. Mm.
0: Thank you. And now, of course, we know by human nature, you know, Mm -hmm. us as human beings, and then especially smaller human beings, they don't necessarily like for us to encourage them to do anything that they feel like they don't want to do. So there's always going to be that pushback. And, you know, us as parents, when we see that pushback or hear that pushback, our initial response is typically not that loving. It just isn't like, so So, what can us parents do to kind of be a bit more loving in our response to Mm -hmm. that pushback? So, you know, as I shared with you, when we were offline, you know, my, the one thing right now that I'm dealing with, with my oldest is for whatever reason, uh, she just doesn't like to move her plate from the table. So after every meal, the plate is left there and she actually is doing her work now virtually at the kitchen table and she gets up multiple times, but for whatever reason, that plate doesn't seem to get to the dishwasher. And you know, in my mind, I'm like, no, Renee, don't do it. Don't give in, you know, want to stay consistent. She has to put it in there herself. I'm not going to lie. If by five o'clock, the plates are still there for the bowl from breakfast is still there. My response is not going to feel very loving. So, so how can we communicate in a loving way for our children to adhere to this schedule? and we will talk about your product your product is there but she's ignoring it she's ignoring it
1: yeah and they will yeah yes
0: so how do we respond as parents in a loving way when our children are pushing back
1: okay so there's a there's a few things so the first thing i would have to say is we often have to remember our kids are kids and so sometimes um the expectation For them to do everything perfectly all the time Mm -hmm. you would not be raising a kid (laughs)
0: right (laughs) yeah right and so
1: we've we've got to remember and not even in particular in your situation right but i just feel sometimes as parents we're just like oh like why are our kids and like they're kids like this is what kids do this is developmentally normal for kids. Um, And, you know, even things like lying, like people don't realize, like, even stages of lying is developmentally normal with kids. Lying actually helps kids with, like, knowing what's real and what's not real, right? It's their way of seeing, like, what their limits are. Like, there are things that we often, and that we did as kids, (laughs) right? We did it as kids. And for some reason, we think like our kids, like... (laughs) (laughs) are going to be raised as these like perfect human beings Yes. um so first thing is just take a step back and be like my child is a child right yes. this is what children do um and that doesn't necessarily mean okay we so we're not accepting it as like you know like you're being rude and that's okay so that's that's a whole nother thing we're not saying it's necessarily okay but remembering that this is what children do Mm-hmm. Um, the second one would be reframing the, ch- the behavior. So what I mean by that is change your perspective. A lot of times when our kids, you know, are, are displaying challenging behaviors or acting out, we often think, oh, they're just being like, they're intentionally like trying to annoy me or they're just trying right. to be like defiant or, you know, we automatically go to this, this negative um, thing. Oh, they're, they're just doing that just because take a step back. uh, And this is what I help a lot of, you know, parents that I I work with of taking a step back and let's figure out like why, so what exactly is going on? Do they have the skills? So I've just realized my son again, so what you're saying about, um, you know, the, with the plate, that would be my son and brushing his teeth. Okay. It's like, (laughs) I don't get it like buddy we do this every day yeah two, time, two times right <laughs> two times. yep and we've been doing this since you were born <laughs> or since you had teeth You're, yes <laughs> this isn't even a new skill this is not a new skill <laughs> so like what what's happening and then realizing you know what the things that like there's a lot of executive functioning skills right so task initiation, organization, being able to plan. Like there are a lot of skills in the things that we think as like, what is your problem? So a lot of times we think that they're just being lazy or just not motivated, but a lot of it is, no, they still actually don't have the skills to tip for task initiation or like the memory or again, it's unmotivating to them. So they're just like, eh, you know, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna not do it. Because it's unmotivating, um, and so it's taking a step back again to understand what's going on, especially again with your child that may be displaying like aggressive behaviors, maybe hitting siblings, uh, the child who you know might be rude all the time, uh, and taking a step back and thinking why. So when you take it to step back and, and understand why, you're able to approach it in a better manner. So. If there was an incident where let's say, you know, your child was always bumping into furniture and you'd be like, what is your problem? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, why do you keep bumping into furniture or why do you keep falling? Or why do you keep tripping over things? And Mm. then you find out your child needs glasses. Ah, Right. Your perspective now is completely different. Right. right? Now you understand. Okay you know what, let's just make sure like, let's maybe change the furniture around or let's make sure whatever. So you're not bumping into things or whatever, like, let's like, well, we'll be able to make more accommodations. We'll, we'll be more understanding. Right. Again, our perspective shifts. Yes. So when we see things like, you know, you're not doing this and I don't understand it, but if we take a step back and think of, okay, what's going on now? Do they have the skills? Do I need to like train them? Do I need to in, in, uh, include some kind of motivation or incentives, I should say, to reinforce, you know, picking up <laughs> the plate <laughs> off of off yes. the table. Um, how could we make this fun? How could we make it like every time you do it, you know, you get 10 extra minutes of screen time or whatever. That would right. Work. So, so, yeah, I'm that sure would work would. immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's the thing, too. Often there is You know, again, so what is the consequence of the behavior? And sometimes there isn't really any and they realize that. So they're just like, "eh." right. Or sometimes the consequence isn't something they're just like, whatever. I didn't really like care about that anyway. Um, (laughs) Right. Or our kids and our kids are so smart. They often learn, you know, this my husband falls for this all the time because he's very meticulous of how things um, how he wants things to be done. So my kids will intentionally not wipe the table properly because they know he's going to come and be like, you're not wiping it properly. Just give me the rag and like, here, let me, let me do it. Right. And they're just like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. They learn quick. They learn, they learn very quickly the things that
0: we don't necessarily want them to learn, but the things that we actually do want them to learn, we have to repeat it over and over again. I get it. I get it now.
1: (laughs) Yes. Because they're kids and what's motivating for us is not going to be motivating for them that is key um so yes so key. yes so um i don't know did i answer your question
0: yes no you, you did well for us in order for us to respond in a loving way for us to shift our perspective yeah that does make a huge difference that it it it, it does so that that is helpful well it is definitely helpful for me i'm assuming that it's definitely going to be you know helpful for others that are listening as well
1: and sometimes sorry sorry i'm just going to go into so sometimes it's also okay so we've been maybe teaching this wrong how do i need to teach this differently so um again do i need to maybe repeat it before they before they enter into this task just to give them a reminder do i need to shift and have a checklist like literally in front of in front of their face I've had to, with my, even with my schedule, I made a little banner that said, start here, like your day starts here. <laughs> <laughs> and then his list of stuff is there. So yeah, right. And how, how can we kind of change the way that we're doing it so that they will be able to catch on?
0: And, you know, now that you go back to the the schedules, you know, the schedules in, an, in and of themselves can also be interpreted as an expression of love. So like you said, you know, as you were talking about some of the feelings that come, the, you know, being able to expect what's coming next, all I could hear in my head was, you know, reducing anxiety and, you know, children feeling safe from being, feeling safe because they know what to expect. So could you kind of Expand on how some of the things that we implement, how those are even interpreted or can be interpreted as expressions of love, even though they may seem like just, you know, little things that we do. Last week we talked about uh, five love languages with regards to marriage, but with regards to our children, depending on love language, I'm sure you can expand a bit on that. So whether it be scheduling, routines, and how we're caring for our children or, or whatever, if that could also be a factor in how they're learning from us as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I absolutely love love languages. Um, there is a love language for kids as well. So yes, our kids have a love language um, that they need in order to fill their love tank. They need us to be able to pour into them and feel love as well. So yes, and creating, I mean, even when it comes to the hierarchy of needs, right? Feeling love and belonging, uh, you know, I think it's food and then love and love and belonging um, is so important. And so again, if your kids don't feel loved, if they don't feel they belong, if they don't feel safe. Yes. Then again, that's where you are gonna have, uh, you know, a lot of resistance, a lot of talking back, a lot of, you know, they don't wanna be with you, They won't even care about all the other stuff because they don't feel that they could trust you. They don't feel that they love. Um, And again, you know, it's so hard because a lot of times as parents, you're like, well, you have a home, don't you? Like, you know, (laughs) right. You know, like, look at the things that I I got you. How could you say that I'm not loved? But we've really got to be able to ask our kids and we've really be able to, again, look at the signs and really ask, do my kids really feel safe? Do they really feel loved? Um, uh, And again, even looking at, you know, they're really looking at what is your child's love language? How could you speak your child's love language today? And, you know, it doesn't have to be like, you have to plan a whole half day event um, with your child. It's just like the littlest things that you could do each day.
0: Right. So for example, my oldest she it's so funny because she'll call like one of my sisters and be like can um can we just go out like just me and you so it'll be like you know she'll call my mom be like Nana can can we just go out like just me and you so was it last week or the week before she's like mommy can we just go out just me and you and I'm like here goes her love language right she needs that quality time She, she needs it you know and and I can understand that because I needed that when I was a child. I I felt like that as well. Not that I didn't love my sister. I loved her, but she was just always there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your sibling is yes. always there and your space. Right. Yes. <laughs> so it exactly. was like for me to have that one-on-one time was was so important. And so my mom did do that. She did do that. We did have our one-on-one time as well. So yesterday we went and obviously we're still in lockdown over here. And um so we just went and picked up donuts from tim hortons came back and my room was where our mommy daughter date was when we watched a movie well actually we watched one and a half so and she had that time and and then um tony had daddy daughter time with the little one so the next week we're gonna switch off so just so that they are feeling that they are getting that extra time and you know feeling loved because really, I mean, I'm, I'm the type of person I just keep going, going, going. So I'll always be doing something in the house, whatever. And, you know, quality time won't happen unless mommy is intentional with it.
1: Yes, It just won't.
0: It, it, It won't. Well, I have been training myself to become intentional with it. So we'll play games or whatever, but it can be something as simple as that, that can make the difference for them.
1: Absolutely. Sure. Can.
0: Okay, for the mom that has a child that has, like, let's say, a developmental delay, and is hearing us talk and thinking, you know what, this all sounds great, but this doesn't pertain to me. I'm I'm just trying to get through each day, and you're talking about schedules. What can you say to her?
1: Yes. So um, I would again. If you're at that point where you're so overwhelmed and you're not even know, you don't know where to start. Um, think about the one time in the day where you feel things fall apart and just start there, right? Is there one particular part of the day? And again, this is where it's so important that you reach out to others to help, to yes. help you figure out where do you start? Yes. Uh, because again, with developmental delays, they absolutely need, again, they need routine. I think I would even say they need routine and structure even more so mm-hmm. than even your typical kid because it is harder for them to predict what's going to be coming up next. Transitions are usually hard. So shifting from one activity to the next um, is something that they really find a lot of difficulty with. And so, again, trying to just figure out okay so where in the area do you where in the day do you feel things are falling apart the most and kind of again brainstorming with somebody and this is why i just think it's so important that you reach out because a lot of times uh, and i've got to this point as well where I've, I've had to reach out to people because it is so hard when you're in the thick of it right and yes. you're in the thick of it yeah. um, mentally you can't you you cannot think and process mm-hmm. um and so i would say you know whether it be you know, services like myself, a family member, you know, your spouse or whatever, being able to communicate and kind of work through a plan is, is so important. And so uh, it's so important too that you realize your child might developmentally you know, ha- be delayed, but there are still lots of strengths that that child has. And so how Absolutely. can you bring out those strengths that they do have and yes. work with that in order to, you know, have happier and more peaceful moments.
0: Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome! Thank you so much, Marlene. Mm-hmm. And this is the last question. Now, for the moms that it it may not even necessarily be the child in this particular case, but for the mom that is having difficulty ex Expressing love. You know, it's one thing to be a parent when you expect to be a parent, when you're planning to be a parent. And, you know, sometimes that just isn't the case. And sometimes, you know, parenting can be that much more difficult for those that didn't anticipate being a parent or there's just a resistance, you know, whether it was, you know, childhood trauma and they're, and it's difficult for them to express their emotions, especially emotions of love. What can you say for that mom? Like, let's say she's listening right now. And she's like, you know, I, I don't even know how to hug my child right now. But how, but she knows that she wants to be able to give something to her child in terms of like an, some type of expression of love. Could you give her one practical thing that she could do, that is an expression of love? Because chances are she probably is doing some things, but because there's so mm-hmm. much mom shaming, yeah. you know, you're seeing all these moms doing all these things on you know whatever uh, social media platform, and just feeling like I must suck as a mom. And but meanwhile, you're, you're you don't suck, but you may not even realize the small things that you do that are expressions of love or you know just anything that they could Mm -hmm. just kind of hold on to too because at the end of the day we can only give as much as we have not to say that we can't be better or can't work towards getting better and and that's really what ladies living intentionally is all about so Mm -hmm. it's, it's about moving forward today is not your forever today you have the opportunity to make a decision to try to make a greater impact so back to you what is one thing that she can do
1: Uh, okay so i feel like you say one thing and i feel like i've come up with like more than one thing so
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it doesn't have to be one it doesn't have to be one i'm just trying to be you know it is valentine's day okay so i was just trying to be respectful tony and i don't necessarily do big valentine's day but hey you know, I don't want to yeah. hold up your Valentine's Day. This, but this is love. We are we are expressing love for the ladies that we right? know. Right,
1: we are. We are. And yes, and I think that's even important for parents, for these parents or these moms to know, like, you are loved. It is yes. okay. Yes. It is okay. I think people don't realize, too, that parental burnout is a real thing.
0: Thank you. It absolutely is.
1: It is real. And you can Google parental burnout. Okay. And there's, I can't remember the web, I think it's actually ParentalBurnout.com. burnout.com. Uh, there's an amazing quiz that's out there that will even just see if you are experiencing parental burnout. And that is like when you've gotten to the point where you don't even like, like being a parent anymore. Yes. When you feel like, are feeling so overwhelmed, so exhausted, um, you don't even care. You're to the point where I don't even know if I want to love this child. Like I'm, yes. I'm just to that point. Um, and I think if you're to that point, it's important um, that you do absolutely get some help because you know, that can end up spiraling, um, you know, in a negative manner. So being able to get that help, I think, is so important. Um, And you mentioned trauma. And I think, again, it's examining and I think it's reflecting. So I would say number two would be reflect. um, and, And ask yourself, why do I find it so hard to love? Yes. And really, and again, I, it's great that you seek help, even if, you, if you're finding a hard time um, answering that, then maybe, you know, seeking some professional help, a therapist to be able to sort through those things. But you really wanna know like, why is it so hard for you to show love to your kids? What is happening there? What is going on? So that, because again, you're acknowledging that, you don't wanna stay stuck there. And then I think it's number three, I would say, Go to your kids and ask them, what would make you smile today? Oh, I love and, that. And see what they say. And you'd be surprised. You know, sometimes it's the little things. Oh, I would love for you to play with me. Or can we read a book today? Or, you know, and again, if you don't, if you know that your kid's going to be like, let's go to Canada's Wonderland and go <laughs> like it. <you know, laughs> if if you know that you know they're going to go to the extreme uh you know it's even great to hear like whatever they're going to say um but then say you know give them an option again if you know their love language it's great because then you can even tap into that and say you know what would really make you smile today would you like me would you like to go for a 10 minute drive together or would you like to play a puzzle together and then give them that choice right and Allow them again to be able to to express that, because uh, as I kind of mentioned before, a lot of times we get frustrated as parents because we're just like, "What? What do you mean? I didn't show you love? Like what? I just like didn't you see that thing I bought you?" But right. again, if your child's if your child's love language is quality time, you could buy them the moon, right. and yes, they they're gonna appreciate it. It's gonna be okay but that is not going to replace they just the quality time that they're seeking. Cause that is what loves, that's, what's going to fill their love tank. And so it's so important that we're in tune with that. Um, right. And again, ask them that simple question. What will make you smile today? What can let me do today? Or what can we do this weekend? that's going to, you know, make you smile um, and see what they say.
0: Oh, that was so good, Marlene. Thank you so much. You're just so insightful. Like I said, you know, you're just like, there's like a whole, there's like, Hundreds of resources packed into your body. Yeah. Like it's just, it's like asking what you one like,
1: question
0: instead Thank of you. one, we get three or we get five. <laughs> and I know that's still you scaling back because it's like it's just, <laughs> <laughs> there's so much more oh, to God. give. Yeah, there's so much more to give. Okay. So thank you so much for your time, Marlene, uh, for, you know, again, for just giving us all of your, your wisdom, well, not all of it, but sharing some of your wisdom with us. And for those that, for those that are listening and feel like I need to speak to Marlene, I need Marlene to help me because this is not easy. And thank God, I finally feel like I can connect with somebody. How can people find you?
1: Yes. Okay. So I mainly hang out now on Instagram. So you can find me at Cornerstone FS or at uh, Rewardums, R E W A R D U M S. I also hang out on Clubhouse. Yes.
0: Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, as
1: well. So you can look me up, Marlene Spence. Uh, my website is also marlinespence.com and there's a rewardum.com you can also go to my website and you can also email me at support at marlene spence.com m-a-r-l-e-n-e spence s-p-e-n-c-e
0: thank you and then uh, marlene did mention cornerstone f-s so yes. that's f is in frank s is yes. in sam right yes and reward ums it's ums at the yes. end so reward yes. ums yes. I want to make sure we get all these handles the,
1: right.
0: <laughs> yes and for the moms that are looking for that extra support with regards to life coaching life a life coach is what saved me so after i had that moment where i was feeling completely irrelevant it, you know god showed up and somebody offered to be my life coach. And at that point, I didn't really know what a life coach was, but I was like, "Eh, whatever. And we discussed it over that meal. And then, you know, Tony was like, you know, why don't you just do it? And finally I did. And I'm so glad that I did because sometimes you just need somebody as a sounding board. That's going to probe into what you want and desire. So you can actually get back in touch with yourself and then move forward. So if that is you, you can find me at uh, Renee Ledford so my handle is Renee Ledford so it's R-E-N-E-E-L-E-D as in dog F is in Frank O-R-D underscore so that's for Instagram if not then Renee Ledford on um, Facebook as well and Ladies Living Intentionally just look for it on all platforms on there and then Clubhouse it's oh forget it <laughs> we're gonna i Isn't am there
1: just look for my name and i'll pop yeah. up okay <laughs> i'm there and we're gonna be doing a lot of rooms together coming up so yes and then you get to blast. join in
0: the conversation so it's not just marlene and i having conversations amongst ourselves you can actually get your questions answered live so you can look for us there as well i think that wraps up our session today. Was there any last words that you wanted to share?
1: I just want to thank you for having me. Um, It was great. Thank you for allowing me to just be me and be real. Um, And uh, to all the listeners, I just want to encourage you to, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Don't feel bad, you know, when you have those moments. We all do. Uh, And again, don't be afraid to seek out help. Well
0: said, Marlene. Ladies, it's so true. You absolutely do not have to do this on your own. There are tons of resources out there. Even if it's not Marlene or myself, please, if you're at a place where you feel completely depleted, all you have to do is ask. I know it's hard for us to ask sometimes, but it is so important for us to do. So again, reach out. We're here. And thank you again for joining us. And remember, if you found this information helpful, please share with another mom and continue to live intentionally.